0: to hazel and katniss and harry and star this is not a normal episode this is a bit of a bonus episode to deal with some late breaking news and i'm joe
1: and i'm brenna this is a bonus bummer
0: episode joe <laughs> yeah maybe that's what i'll name it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh we really wanted to spend some actual time talking about the situation with Michelle Latimer, who uh, we celebrated for the work she did on Trickster Mm -hmm. as the showrunner and creator. And since that happened, it's been revealed that Michelle Latimer's claims to Indigenous ancestry are maybe not
0: real. Yeah, there's a certain amount of questionableness with regard to her well, I think this is part of where the controversy stems from, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she says that she is tied to an indigenous community in northern Quebec. Mm-hmm. And when she kind of did like the publicity rounds to talk about Trickster as well as her documentary, mm-hmm. Inconvenient Indian. Mm-hmm she made public statements about her ties to the community. And then they said, we don't know who this woman is. So I don't think it's a question of whether or not she is indigenous, Mm. but as we will talk about in the twilight episode, which is also coming out today, you need to be a member of the community.
1: And actually there, I think there are increasing questions about any indigeneity in her background. So There's a settler colonial approach to determining whether someone is indigenous or not, right? Mm -hmm. That's rooted in the concept of blood quantum. If you have indigenous blood, if you have indigenous DNA, then you're indigenous. And if you don't, you don't. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And many indigenous communities have really pushed back against that as a way to define membership in community or nation, right? And instead, a lot of indigenous communities, and I won't pretend to say that everyone is a monolith on this but a lot of Mm -hmm. indigenous communities have really asked (laughs) demanded that settler communities not use settler constructs to define how people belong to indigenous nations and so instead it's a relationship or i guess it's a definition through relationship It's like who claims you, not just who do you claim as Latimer did claim community with a Northern Indigenous nation, but who claims you, who says, yes, this person is a part of our community. This is a person who we take responsibility for, who belongs to us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've had a bunch of these in really recent history in Canada. Joseph Borden's another example of a person who through fairly tenuous claims to indigenous quote unquote blood ended up taking up a lot of space in indigenous artistic discourse and right. like made a lot of money. And Michelle Latimer the same thing, right? Like a lot of the questions that have come up since this story broke are like, well, how many grants did you absorb that you shouldn't have and mm-hmm. how many awards went to you that should have gone to someone else. Those are really difficult, painful questions. And yeah, I I, I guess for me, the reason I wanted us to really talk about it on the show is because we are two white settler Canadians mm-hmm. who are trying really hard to embrace and understand and share indigenous cultural products and i don't know i i mean it's less that like we got personally duped than like settler colonial culture got duped like as a whole mm-hmm. and we were part of that conversation but you know i think that latimer's actions here have had pretty significant knock-on effects a number of producers uh have felt they needed to step away from her projects which left a number of her projects in sort limbo. of limbo yeah which is damaging to indigenous creatives who have been hired to work on these projects right mhm so the knock on effects
0: yeah i think it it also casts like a bit of a shadow over the authenticity or the merit of the work that has already been done so all of these creatives that she worked with on things like trickster and inconvenient indian suddenly their work has been called into question because of her and her mistakes
1: one of the things i said off the top to joe is i really want to center eden robinson's response here because god my my heart just broke for her it's been Mm -hmm. such a phenomenal year for her work and such a phenomenal year for the trickster cycle which is i mean we love it right (laughs) like the book is fantastic the performances are so powerful and to have that shadow cast over it, I think it's horrific. Anyway, I want to read Eden Robinson's statement in full. She posted it to Facebook, sort of late at night after this story broke. And she wrote, Hey, Kitimat Village, I'm so embarrassed. I feel like such a dupe. I don't know how to deal with the anger, disappointment, and stress. As wretched as this moment is, I'd rather know the truth. I love Kitimat Village. I'm proud to be Heisla." You held me up when dad was sick. HNC gave me a place to live. I love all my cousins who kept me fed and laughing. I love all the people who I get into screaming matches with. I even love the crows that poop on my deck and refuse to eat my gluten-free cookies. (laughs) Keep holding me to account. I'm willing to work to regain your respect. I'm sorry. I've told Chris that going forward, I'm going to donate all further author royalties from the Trickster series to the Heisla Language Authority for the preservation of the Heisla Language. As messy and real as our lives can get, I don't know how to walk in the world without my people, and I pity anyone who doesn't understand what we have. Yeah. So super powerful, right? And rooted in this sense of responsibility, even though...
0: She did nothing wrong. She didn't do anything
1: (laughs) wrong, but she feels a sense of responsibility and she feels a sense of needing to make things right with her community. Mm -hmm. Jeff Barnaby, who's a filmmaker we've talked about on the show before, he's been quite critical of Michelle Latimer through all of this. And one of the things that he points out is, you know, Eden Robinson's statement is all about attrition and trying to rebuild community Mm -hmm. whereas if you've read any of michelle latimer's statements through this
0: it's a lot of i statements
1: a lot of i statements yeah so this was a statement that came out around the same time this was the statement by which she stepped away from trickster season two she said, I have listened to my community and feel that stepping away from the production is the appropriate course of action. I stand by who I am and by my family's history, but I also understand what is being asked of me. I recognize my responsibility to be accountable to the community and my fellow artists, and that is why I have made this decision. Yes, it's very much about herself, right? It doesn't actually mention what community it is she's trying to make amends with, nor does it mention any amends that are being made. And and Barnaby's has asked us to like really think about... The different approaches to apology mm-hmm. and contrition that we see here. And how embodied in these statements is really
0: the difference between the two, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that sense of responsibility to community, right? Or lack of responsibility to community that we see. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that's where not just Michelle Latimer, but you know, Joseph Boyden before her have gotten into trouble is that they have asserted a relation that doesn't claim them back and Mm -hmm. in doing so they're sort of rejecting the very kind of cyclical and relational notion of nation that is integral to these communities that they're claiming to be part of right so it's like it's sort of like a double betrayal
0: yeah i don't want to say it's become more popular or that it's so hot to claim a relationship to indigenous people because I think that that's really offensive. Mm -hmm. But I do think that people have unfortunately realized that they can make some significant gains or they can use it to their own benefit. And that's really disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're seeing is a better sense of agency and an ability from indigenous communities to fight back. Mm -hmm. Like, it's great to see that this caused an outrage because... People aren't having it. And it's provided an opportunity for Indigenous communities to say, like, this is how we define ourselves. This is who we claim. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the best thing to have come out of this controversy. I just hate the fact that, you know, now we're suddenly in danger of maybe not getting a trickster season two Mm -hmm. or that the people who worked on Inconvenient Indian may not get their work seen to us wide market and so on. I don't think that people like Latimer and Boyden understand how destructive their actions are Mm -hmm. because they're so fixated on themselves.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And that's something that Jeff Barnaby, and I I should have said, Jeff Barnaby made Blood Quantum, which is a movie that you've talked about Mm -hmm. before, as well as uh, Rhymes for Young Ghouls. Is that the title of it? I really enjoyed that one. That's his young adult horror film. Mm -hmm. He has been really public and really angry like is publicly angry on twitter he's super angry (laughs) he's super angry and you know he's made statements like when people have challenged his anger you know he says I've known about this for a while, for over a year, actually. It didn't surprise me when I found out, but when I put it to the quote-unquote authorities and got blown off, I legit fell into a serious depression. I felt like my devotion to filmmaking was for nothing. And some people challenged him on that, and he said, you know, she and I both had shows slated for pickup. Hers got picked up. Mine didn't. She's sitting on a pile of money. I'm sitting on a pile of unproduced materials and can't afford my hearing aids. This industry wants sanitized for white consumption narratives, not res Indians with attitudes. So this idea that... Uh People like Boyden and Latimer, while they may have some claim to indigeneity sort of in an ancestral context, the indigenous stories that they produce are created for white community.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's sort of the claim Barnaby's making. And then if you make indigenous stories for indigenous community, that's a really hard sell. And so instead, you get people like Latimer or Boyden being celebrated while stories that are more you you know we hate the word authentic on this show but Mm -hmm. stories that are more perhaps deeply rooted in community they don't get the kind of play
0: yeah it's a really sad unfortunate situation i just really hope that maybe this opens up further discussion and that people will see this as an opportunity to say like, oh, okay, well, let's pivot and give more money to folks like Jeff Barnaby and other Indigenous creatives who have these stories that need to be told. Mm -hmm.
1: One of the comments that has come out, I think Wob Rice wrote this in response to, because of course, (laughs) our non-Canadian listeners won't get this reference, but of course, John Kay had a piece in I think the Globe and Mail with his very thoughtful Mm. thoughts on... (sighs) <sighs> defining indigeneity. John Kay is one of our right-wing reactionaries that we keep here in Canada.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have them too.
0: We're not all super liberal.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to talk about his piece, but no, after he wrote please. that piece, Wabry said, like, can we please let 2020 be the last year that we let white guys who don't actually understand the issues write about indigenous issues and indigenous community in the national press? And I think there's been a real push to give Indigenous creatives both the power as part of granting bodies and the space in terms of like this isn't actually a conversation for settler Canadians to partake in, to have conversations about community, to be able to ask who claims you, and to be able to have that conversation and to make that conversation much more open. It's quite complex in a colonial context, because, you know, there's lots of reasons why Indigenous people become divorced from their community that have nothing to do with people themselves, right? Like, colonial practice is to divorce people from their community. Mm -hmm. But I think something that Canada as a whole needs to reckon with is that settlers can't be part of that conversation when it comes to putting those pieces back together. We don't have a place there, and we don't have a right to that conversation or that information like that's something that indigenous communities need to do for themselves without meddling (laughs) and so in order to let that really happen that means like actually having indigenous people as part of the conversation at the canada council at granting agencies like making sure that it's not white people deciding which indigenous stories get told Mm -hmm. so that's systemic change that we're still (laughs) only on the very cusp of right right yeah Anyway, we had to talk about it, and we're super bummed out, and we're still hoping to see a season two of Trickster with a different showrunner. There's so much in that series, and there's so much left to be discovered. Please do, if you haven't, please do pick up Eden Robinson's books, particularly the Trickster Cycle. The money from those books is going to an incredibly worthy cause, and um let's listen to Indigenous creatives, yeah. you know, listen to yeah. the Jeff Barnabys when they raise these kinds of questions and allow for conversations that as settler listeners, maybe we just shut up about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Speaking of shutting up, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna shut up. <laughs> yeah.
0: So thanks for listening to this mini bonus episode.
1: We're gonna talk more about Issues of Indigenous representation and particularly when they're done without any connection to community in the Twilight episode, which is coming up next in your feed, I believe. Hey, Joe?
0: Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.